0: Hey, Daily Punch listeners, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to the Daily Punch Extra. This week, we are dropping three bonus episodes of conversations that Jake had with top House Republican leaders who were down in Orlando, Florida for their annual retreat. All right, Jake, up next and last, we have House Conference Chair Liz Cheney, the Republican from Wyoming who... I'm sure most of our listeners are very familiar with. She's been at odds with former President Donald Trump and a lot of conservatives recently. Give us a little download on who she is and why she matters.
1: Well, we didn't talk to... to to Cheney a ton about Donald Trump because there is more to Liz Cheney than just her opposition to Donald Trump, although that opposition is very notable and and interesting. Um, Cheney, we spoke to her about a lot. We spoke to her about her foreign policy views. She is um, uh, a leading thinker in the in the Republican Party when it comes to foreign policy. Obviously, her father is Dick Cheney, former vice president, and, and Liz Cheney worked for uh, the State Department in the Bush administration, so has a lot of uh, experience when it comes to foreign policy we talked to her about um her primary challenge, she's has a bunch of candidates running against her in a Trump-fueled f- mania in Wyoming. She's the only congresswoman from the state of Wyoming, and um, so her, it is a statewide elected elected role. Uh, I hope you enjoy the conversation. This has been a, a fun couple of days of just releasing these conversations with the top House Republican leaders. We hope to do more of this, Anna, as, as um, time permits and as the situation comes up, because I think this is, you know, it's modestly interesting to get these people to riff a little bit about their concerns concerns, their interests, both politically and policy-wise.
0: All right. With that, we hope you enjoy this conversation between Jake and House Conference Chair Liz Cheney.
1: So, Congresswoman, you've been to a lot of these. I think you went when your father was in the house. Uh, what was that like?
0: Well, it was a little different when you're 10. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Maybe not. Told, no. Um, but uh, yeah, so I can remember... Um, you know, we used to go to Williamsburg, for example, I think probably the same places. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, there, you know, look, it, it's a good opportunity for people to have the chance. Sometimes the most important stuff is what happens, not when you're sitting in the sessions, but right. just to have the chance, you know, in a relaxed setting to talk to people.
1: Do you, let's talk about foreign policy for a second. Um, you must I mean, you come from, you worked in the Bush administration. That's very much your frame of reference and your, your view on foreign policy. I mean, when you look around the House Republican conference at this point, I mean, I've seen a shift in the 12 years I've covered House Republicans on foreign policy. I mean, you must concede you're probably in the minority on foreign policy views right now, right?
0: Um, no, I, I actually I don't think that's right. I think um, the threats are shifting. And so we have the debate that we've been having for some time about you know, the deployment of forces in Afghanistan and uh, Iraq, for example. Um, and, and there, you know, and you've watched it, the debate cuts across party lines. Um, I think that when you look at things like China, for example, though, um, I would say that there's much more actually bipartisan agreement that we've got to make sure that we're we're, you know, tough on China and and realistic about the threat.
1: What does that look like? I mean, so you I asked you this at the press conference. you didn't give a direct answer probably purposely. but I'm curious what you think of. The package that's being put together in the Senate, which looks like it's going to get it's going to clear with huge bipartisan majorities.
0: Um, I haven't seen every single bill that's yeah. in that package, but I think that the general concepts are really important. I think we can't minimize the difficulty of this. You know, when you talk about things like moving supply chains, we're we're in a really it's a realignment of the economy. Difficult, exactly. We're in a very difficult situation, but I think what COVID did was it woke people up, and it woke people up not just in the United States but around the world, where they realize we cannot continue down this path of dependence and so the other thing is it's just the 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 magnitude of the chinese advance across all fronts simultaneously and again i think that just requires us it's a real shift in mindset from saying if we open up you know economically and they open up economically they'll have to open up politically but because the technology for the surveillance state basically showed up and and was developed at exactly the same time that they were opening up economically they they haven't had to do it and and it poses a very real significant threat in terms of our way of life
1: yeah i mean what do people don't i i get the sense that people don't fully understand the threat because it's kind of maybe covid has brought it to the to the surface but i mean I get the sense that people aren't fully aware of how bad of an actor China is on the global stage. I mean, could you put that in context for for people? How to, I mean, what are we dealing with here?
0: Look, the, the fundamental question is, do you wanna live in a world and do you want your kids to grow up in a world where the United States sets the rules of the road, basically with, with our allies who believe in freedom, or do you want to live in a world that's controlled by a global surveillance state where you know the Chinese Communist Party knows your every move they've got all of your data they know what illnesses you have they know everything about you know what you're doing online they potentially have cameras in everybody's homes i mean you know this is the path that we're headed down and i think that the combination of those voices in both parties who've said the united states needs to withdraw from the world uh, and the rise of our adversaries at the same time has put us in a really precarious situation. And when you start walking down the path of thinking about what kinds of weapon systems have the Chinese deployed that we don't have, and what are the Chinese doing in space, um, it, it's a it's a very real, all encompassing threat.
1: Is do you does the Biden administration understand the threat? Do you think?
0: I don't think so. Um, I think that um, they are coming to they must be because obviously now they're reading the intel they're seeing you know things from a different perspective so i think it would be difficult not to begin to understand that better i think many of the things that joe biden said during the campaign reflected that he doesn't understand the threat Um, but you know and and i think there are basic things i mentioned in there uh, a report i really do think it's everybody should read this is the national security commission on artificial intelligence Uh, eric schmidt uh, and bob work chaired it um, the NDAA established it. This came out a month ago, but you know, read the executive summary and uh, it, it, it's terrifying. I mean, we're, we're entering an era now where, um, you know, we've got to make decisions about uh, will machines be able to launch nuclear weapons. And looking at what the Chinese are doing, you know, and that's just sort of the the, the very sort of surface level recognition of where we're headed. and. We don't have the kind of national effort in place that we need to have to really be able to make sure we stay in front on that. And in, in many instances, we are not. What
1: do you think of, I mean, you must know some of the foreign policy figures in the Biden administration, Tony Blinken. I mean, what do you think of of, them, of the team he's put together on the foreign policy front?
0: You know, I, I don't know them well. I suppose the person I know best is Bill Burns because I worked for him at the State Department. And um, and Bill is, is very... Um, Responsible, um, competent person. Um, you know, I, I have policy disagreements with a number of the people, probably most of them. Bill's a career uh, official, but, um, you know, I think that. Um, I'm worried about the the steps that they've taken initially in terms of things like getting back into the Iranian nuclear deal, the fact that they put themselves in a position. I think it was Blinken and Jake Sullivan in Alaska for the Chinese to be able to do what they did in terms of just sort of humiliating our delegation. You wouldn't have
1: done. You wouldn't have had them like that.
0: No. What What
1: was wrong with that? And I don't say stagecraft like in a in a kind of minimizing way but what was wrong with what they did
0: you know i think part of it may have been that they were not anticipating the aggressive stance that the chinese would attempt to take with them they maybe were thinking about dealing with china from 10 years ago and so giving the chinese the opportunity to do that um, i think you know our allies all around the world watch and they watch things like You know, is the defense budget going to be sufficient that we can count on the Americans to continue to protect us? Um, And when you see kind of again and again steps that we are seeing now that look like it's going in the wrong direction, um, you know, our our strength is our alliances, partly. And, And I also look at the kinds of organizations that we had in place during the Cold War, where you really could count on, you knew... The nations that were the free nations of the world were going to work together to combat what the Soviets were doing. The Chinese are a very different and even much more complicated kind of a threat. And those organizations have sort of, in some instances, we're just, we don't have the kind of um, commitment across the board you know you've got some allies that are allowing huawei into their systems Mm -hmm. um and and so we've got to get back to america leading an effort to make sure that the free nations stand together because of what's at stake if we don't
1: when you see the kind of you know these are serious issues and you see people political leaders talking about dr seuss and stealing hamburgers and all this garbage that people talk about i mean that must be discon- disconcerting for someone who's focused on foreign policy uh,
0: look i think that it is a challenge that we all have which is we got to change the incentive structure we have to we, people right now are too often incentivized to do whatever it takes to get likes on twitter to do whatever it takes to you know become a social media star we need people in Congress who are actually going to do the work. And it's real serious work. And so we we have to really think hard about how, how do we incentivize that? And how do we make sure, and look, a lot of this is the process in the House. I mean, you've watched this for a long time. We're totally broken.
1: Totally broken. But I don't know that there's a way to change it, or I, I don't know what the, I mean, we just live in a political culture that you know, garbage gets rewarded, not garbage people, but garbage, garbage rhetoric. That's
0: Yeah, know. but I think part of the way you could change it would be to actually legislate
1: both parties have been guilty here of, of, of closing of closing down the legislative process. I mean, over the last decade, or even more,
0: I mean, yeah, I've Yeah, I mean, I think it's been worse, certainly in the last 100 days, because and it's a combination of COVID. But Prime, you know the fact that we bring a 1.9 trillion dollar bill to the house and or the floor of the house and pass it and what we had like an hour of debate
1: yeah the committee chairs have been
0: and I look I know that goes back to gangrich and it you does know. but
1: I mean when you think about when your father's bring this full circles in the house committee chairs had real real power I mean even more powerful than the leadership in some respect
0: and I look I think it's I, congress was congress is not operating right now the way that it was intended to operate it's not operating as a legislative body um the the lack of of real input and markups and and legislative work um is is really i think dangerous we don't get a good outcome and and it feeds into people think okay well then what i've got to do is whatever it takes the other way yeah to raise
1: money leave it on this last question uh you're gonna you quite famously have a primary challenge um everyone's talking about that uh on twitter in the, which is the most garbage place in the world speaking of garbage um do you you're you think you're gonna win that clearly you wouldn't be doing it if you weren't yeah,
0: were yeah no were I, i'm I'm confident i'm gonna win it's gonna be uh certainly a challenging primary I'm, I'm you know preparing for that right now we've got multiple opponents and uh which is probably we'll see what happens you. yeah i mean look i um i, I look forward to um whatever that primary looks like, whoever I've, you know, I'm going to be up against, I, I'm uh, going to fight hard and I'm not going to take it for granted, but I uh, anticipate that I'll prevail. Um, but I also think there are some pretty big constitutional issues at stake. And um, and I think those are really important. So you know, uh, anybody who wants to get in that race and who wants to do it on the basis of debating me about whether or not President Trump should have been impeached. I'll have that debate, you know, every day of the week.
1: And you might be having that every day of the week. And I think it
0: (laughs) might be. But I think it really it really matters um, that we not go down the path of every election cycle. You know, something like what happened can happen again. Thank you very much. Thanks.
1: Republican Conference Chair Liz Cheney of Wyoming. Thanks so much for joining and thank you for listening to The
0: Daily Punch.